Episode five it is. What are you doing, mate? Just breathing. Lovely. It's easy, lovely. isn't it? Easy, isn't it? Is it, though? That's yeah, the question. It is. What's the point of this, then? Good. Yeah. See it a bit. Shortest one ever. 23 seconds singing. <laughs> Chris nailed it in the first four seconds of this video. He knows what, what he's do. doing. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Book me. Book me up. My diary's really empty. Oh, love me. <laughs> Pathetic. Right, so in this video today, we've established that Chris um, can breathe and he wants to fill his... And it's desperate and needy. Desperate, yeah. So, yeah. so maybe we just living, there. living state. Yes, breathing today. Breathing again. It's like I, I quite like um, how you put on the last video. Uh, part one of five hundred and seventeen was it? Yeah, yeah, five hundred seventeen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is like breathing. Yeah, I don't. They probably say one hundred one of one thousand and one. Yeah. <laughs> but today, yeah, looking at. Um, Wait, wait, yeah, it's it's the starting of breathing. It's not it's not the be all and end all, but like the tongue tension exercise is like something to help you along, something to give you something to do and something to help you comprehend what yeah. this uh, what this breathing malarkey is all about. If any, if it's even a thing or is is really really important. Yeah, I mean this is the thing. I mean, the 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 breathing the breathing topic is 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 complicated and it and it's chaotic. And this is why you get a lot of people saying different things. You know, do I br- breathe in? Do I breathe out? Do I belly in, belly out? Do I expand my chest? Do I press my sternum? Do I pretend that I'm going to the toilet? You know, <laughs> it's it, there's so many things. And then it actually, then it actually happens. <laughs> if you've been, if you've been there, um, have you been there? Ring, ring the switchboard. Not not during the singing, but yeah. <laughs> We won't go there this time. Just we'll gonna, do another one. Just gonna, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. See you in a bit. Um, there's lots of lots of labels and comments about this for good reason that it's the, that no one really knows what the hell's going on. But but we one thing we do know is that breathing is important <laughs> in general and and uh, trust me, it's, it's important in singing. I think there is a there is an agreement on that. So what we're going to, as you say, what we're going to do today is we're going to look at in this complicated world, can we bring some clarity to this topic, mm. um, to this natural thing? Yes. Yeah. I mean, because another point there is that what I find one of the one of one of my one of my hates. Oh, keep it positive, man. One of my no. One of the things that I notice is that the, uh, things like a podio and whether it's belly in or belly out, a lot of the time we're talking about outcomes as opposed to you know how do I do it? I mean, it's, it's, it's almost the same as saying you know I want I want to run a marathon in an hour. That's the outcome I want. I, you know, I could probably do that. Yeah, I thought you were here. Yeah. How how close you've got? So how close are you? Oh, I don't need to. I've got nothing to prove, mate. I could, but I've got nothing to prove. How do I get there? I mean, that's unlikely. <laughs> let's be honest, that is unlikely in the end of an hour. But, but how, do I, how, do, how would I make that happen? What, do I, what things do I need to do to get there? And I think this is what, <laughs> what, what we're looking at today is, are, are there some things we can do to start to address uh, or start to work towards some of the outcomes that may or may not help you 
mm. in your singing. Uh, love that the caveat. Um, and look, let's face it. Like so there are there are workshops where it's kind of flippantly said, like, "How do I breathe?" And it's like, "Well, you can do it already." And it's quite flippant to say that, right? But mm-hmm. the thing about singing is, singing is is quite an unusual activity. Let's say. Mm. Um, it's sustained, it's accurate in terms of melody, it's, um, it's, it's not your usual activity, so it, in a lot of senses, um, we, we do have to often have a strategy, and some people happen upon the strategy and some people learn it. Um, some people learn a strategy and it goes really badly, right? Mm. Um, in which case, somebody on the other side will go, well, of course you'd, you'd have a problem because well, you can already breathe, you need to do it naturally, but singing is still not really that natural. It's something like that's come along as like a modern thing. Modern being whatever it is, 50,000 years, something like that, whatever yeah. modern is in this, in this world of human existence. Yeah. Um, but the first thing that we could say is like, I think the, the major mistake that is made is because in the scheme of singing, in the process of creating a sound... Um, breathing as the physical action is the thing that comes first. And it's said you sing upon the breath, blah, 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 all those things. So what happens is the, the very fuel of your voice, the very beginning of it, and we're ignoring the mind at the moment because that is actually the beginning, um, that then gets taken as being the highest priority in the scheme of working on your voice. And that actually is a mistake. That's, uh, that's seeing it too plainly. And, and what, what we kind of look at is the larynx and the vocal folds. For so many cases, that is the regulator of air leaving your body. So if there are problems with vocal registers, and that's not, not just like, you know, chest and head or T-A-C-T or whatever you want to call it, because vocal registers are more complex than that. They're, they're about vocal fold closure and... and um, uh, many actions within the intrinsic muscles of the larynx, right? So yes. when I say registers, that's what I mean. Is that actually vocal registers can manage a, a whole manner of strange breathing techniques, wide and varied breathing techniques, some not so great, some unusual, but not that bad. Um, but well-trained vocal registers and vocal folds and, and whatnot can can do really well with a multitude of airflow situations so arguably that puts training vocal registers a little bit higher in the hierarchy than breathing right but mm. but the obsession with breathing continues anyway yeah. um and then if we look at conception like if you think about singing in in a, in a in a less than helpful way then everything that you do will be tainted by that thought. So um, the conception of singing, when someone's working on it, as much as you can't dig into that first thing in a lesson, sometimes you need people to sing first for a while before you can dig into the conception and go, hang on, are you thinking about that in that way? So, so how those turn up in, and, their, and the hierarchy is, is actually very interesting in, in the training thing. So for anyone who's like, oh, my breathing is a problem, um, I would implore you, if you haven't looked at the registers and looked at the vocal folds with your students or, or yourselves, then they can deal with it. And you can breathe, you know, with all kinds of, of stuff. So I think we should say that before we get into breathing mm. is that's the case 
um, against going straight to breathing as the start of the lesson, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but but on saying it, like the, the reason why we're doing this podcast is you and I still work on breathing with our clients because it is important, and and singing is an exceptional activity. So um, uh, it doesn't make it unimportant. It just doesn't make it necessarily the hierarchical standard um, yeah. of starting training. Yeah, and in, in at different times, in different levels, different stages of training as well, you know, because what you're saying there is that we there's value in isolating these different mechanisms, but but essentially you you you'd say that whether it be further down the line, we are there. There is something to be said for well, in fact, there's a lot of research to say that um, what we're really looking to do is to synchronize the control of both or all systems at the same time yeah which is is why things do get a little tricky and And you know what sometimes that synchronicity as well like it's argued and it's still a valid point in some cases that if the vocal folds um, are functioning and trained in the right way then the body almost responds to that level of resistance Hmm. and it and it can calibrate to that quite well in which case there's an argument to say, hey, look, if you get this right, then the body catches up. It might take time, but it does find a way to calibrate to the situation. Um, but I think one of, the, one of the challenges to that is posture. Like if your posture is terrible um, and, you have a, and your posture is born out of weaknesses and misbalances, your body doesn't have an opportunity to calibrate to that situation. In which case we're back on posh are we on breathing or are we on standing are we on living and our modern human existence creating postural issues so which again yeah. and, and, and that comes to us separating these these two systems which uh, in and of themselves are actually um are, are used in tandem the whole time for the for those purposes so you know the same muscles are being used for posture as they are for breathing yeah. a lot of the time so um yeah we, we, we're kind of trying to navigate through this by by isolating to give some sort of direction for people but again um the holistic approach here is you know everything matters um but but that said what are is there any any direction you can give based on the fact that um it's hard to isolate these systems or it's or it's at least maybe not the most practical uh, solution to do that um what, what have you got to offer in terms of helping someone breathe better for singing well, you know what? Funny enough, mate, I, th- I think, um, and I, 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 this is maybe a little bit of a, a little bit of a, an approach or, or a, a nugget of information that is a little bit based around why I didn't always either a understand um, what I was doing, mm, mm. so its effectiveness was reduced, um, or maybe uh, I didn't understand it enough that I just couldn't buy into it. Right, mm, mm, um, mm. and this is this happens to I guess every singer across uh, the course of 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 their training, and so for me it would be like for example I need to I need to on some level in a very helpful way understand why I'm doing something and the implications of it being one way or another, so I can kind of go oh, I can see why that would be a pain in the ass. I'm gonna now train that right, mm. and or I can feel that corresponding in my voice. So one of the relationships I think that is interesting to look at is everyone will be looking at um, lower abdominal breathing, as in you breathe low and when you breathe in, the belly goes out and when you breathe out, the belly goes in. And lots of people are like, and you shouldn't breathe into your chest, right? Because it's bad to be like that, to be singing like that. And 
bad maybe the wrong word uh optimal for all situations that's maybe a better a better conversation to be had but the belly and the chest relationship if we understand on many levels why it's why it has implications then we can buy into the training and we can look to exercises to help us with that right so let's start with the belly and the chest relationship now for the chest it's like there's there's bunches of research for the nerds if you want to look at Thomas J. Hickson, respiratory function in singing. Um, it's expensive and heavy, but there's a few jokes in it, which makes it easier to read. What are we talking, um, bunts? Oh, well, that was about £60. Oh. So, it, as you can see, it's not that thick. However, I mean, it's like, yeah. A pound quantity, a page. Quantity, yeah, is more important than quality, clearly. Um, yeah. But, but there's lots of information in there that's kind of dry, but you can get it out. Now... Um, what it speaks about in there is one of the catch-all kind of things that is said is that a slightly proud, elevated chest is advantageous in singing, right? Now, one of the reasons why that would um, be valid is because when we sing, we don't want like we don't want loads of air to leave us at once. Singing has a controlled expiration of air. And we want it to be reasonably even, not like spiky and uneven. It's hard to sing on that. We get jarred up and all kinds of stuff. So with that in mind, if we take in our lung volume to sing on, and if we see movement out in the chest, that's okay. We want to see movement out in the belly because then we know that the whole system is actually um, expanding to take in air. When we sing, however, it's it's demonized to say that the chest shouldn't be really moving a lot on the start of the line like compressing you see it go the sternum go down a lot and the chest move a lot at the start of a line now the reason why that is tricky is because the chest and the rib cage is in contact with a massive surface area of the lung um, let's say for example it's 70% covers the lungs mm. so only let's say a visible half inch of movement in the chest you know where it deflates say a half inch all the way around to the eye that doesn't look like a lot but if we take every cubic inch that's in contact with the lungs and add that up that could add up to liters not liters well it could actually some of the most healthy lung volumes are six liters so it could maybe who knows it's going to add up to a lot of air and often that is going to be too much outflow of air to be singing on really helpfully and the larynx often responds to that by valving i.e squeezing and becoming tense or can't take it and it breaks open so that's the implications of when the chest moves a lot at the start of lines, why that, that, that can create so much airflow that the voice hates it. And that is a rationale for going, hey, if we're pretty much a predominant chest breather, that is one reason and a really good one why it's not so wonderful for our singing voice. Take the abdomen on the other hand. People say that, oh, it's good to have the belly moving in slightly as you sing and you might see that. Um, and the reason why that is more helpful is because the belly is in contact with a much smaller surface area of the lung through the abdominal contents. It's in contact with basically just the bottom of the lung. Let's say that was, for example, 25%. So a small movement in the belly 
when you add up those cubic inches, it's such a small surface area, that doesn't add up to whatever that is, even a third of the lung volume of air leaving you. So in which case, when we see movement on the belly, it doesn't equate to as much air. And actually, when we look at the way it functions, in terms of outflow, it's more even. In terms of pressure to sing on, it's more even. Plus, the chest is a little bit more loose and flexible to actually um, expand to take on any high pressure that might be there or to contract to give us a little bit more welly. So for me, I think it's... um, knowing that information and correlating that to methods of training really helped me when I was learning to my, my you know, breathing for singing helped me to understand uh, customize sex exercises for clients understand my own breathing and behaviors and stuff like that um, and in which case I think for teachers of singing and people who are nerdy about learning how to sing understanding that a lot of movement in the chest and why that is is going to be a tricky situation really helps you. If you want to get a bit of a primer on um, the kind of methods that work around that process, uh, this book is a really good start. It's not the Bible. It's not the be-all and end-all of, of breathing, but it, it does go into some useful techniques. And it again, it's not 60 quid either, uh, but, it's, but it's the same thickness. This is how I judge books. This is why I don't buy them on Amazon. They only show the front. Show me the side. Yeah, see the okay. see the, the depth. Let's see. Let's see the girth. What? And I'll choose to. I'll buy it then. Okay. Um, so we're talking. Yeah. Some, anyway, should we move to, on? But that's to. called "If in Doubt, Breathe Out" by uh, Ron Morris and Linda Hutchinson. It's about the accent method breathing, um, and it, and I find that actually it's a very un underwhelming. That's a really wrong word. Uh, it's it's not overwhelming as a technique <laughs> certainly not underwhelming but it's just but at least not it's got at least it's got decent girth for the amount yeah, of pain it's, got, that's, it's, got, that's the sort of... it's got you know you really want a good girth don't you um but yeah I, th- I find it's a nice intro it doesn't it doesn't make things too like oh my god breathing and i find um as a beginner it's it's very hard to get it wrong it's very hard to injure yourself um so in that case i think it's a very safe recommendation to to begin with breathing lovely yeah so two things there for me one is that it that 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 exploration of yours does does indicate that you are sitting on the side of the fence that would justify the the breathing the belly out belly out to breathe in yeah and belly belly in to breathe out which which coincides with like how primal sounds yeah um activate in the body activate the breathing mechanism is um it would be in that order as opposed to that wholesale belly in chest up situation yeah no i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't see that as as incredibly helpful Um, Um, certainly certainly i wouldn't want to see like belly like that you can you can splat that belly out too much per se um but yeah i I wouldn't advocate a catch-all well i think it's interesting though isn't it because dr tietze did he call it the pear, pear yeah, up maybe. shape? But which um, is the, the the kind of the belly in and the, and the expanded chest approach. Um, but again, we have to accept or acknowledge the fact that we may be also be talking about two. We are definitely talking about two different styles of singing. And oh, massively, you know. And and, and there is a different. And re, you know, recent research has indicated that there are the muscles involved in the chest and mm. the neck 
to to enable some of the the sound that we want to create in contemporary singing, as opposed to that of the the efficiency of classical. Yeah, Breathing and you know what, there's, um, there was a video that uh, I was at a workshop with Jacob Lieberman, which was interesting, and Maria Callas, really famous classical singer, her chest really um, narrows and compresses on some of the high pitches, which mm-hmm. is cool. You know, like, I'm not, uh, you can still sing that way. Obviously, she was incredible. Um, but arguably, in a classical soprano's highest nose, they require enormous amounts of airflow mm. um, to be... At forte, so if you need an incredible amount of air pressure, then hello, your chest is probably going to be moving uh, yes. a fair bit. But I just think in contemporary singing, we we deal with um, outflow of air quite differently um, in the intense way. It's very much more, especially in the belt sense of word. There's not a lot of air leaving you, so no. those kind of processes are minimised. Yeah. It's more about building a little bit of subglottal pressure to get the volume rather than just having litres of air leave you in the first second or two seconds of singing. So it's mm. a different strategy. And we're, we're always usually dealing with uh, contemporary. Well, I see it, you know, and, and, and yeah, and in addition to that, you know, the book you showed at the end there, the, the accent method, that's my, my thinking on all of these approaches is that most of them, the foundation of most of the breathing approaches that we see, strategies are based around, can I spend more time thinking about my breath? Right, uh, uh, bringing you know, it into the conscious mind. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it seems to be the only thing we've, we've got to, to, to attack this with. And, uh, and just a side, side thought for me, after the, the time I spent re- researching the, the effects of meditation on singing, um, and ultimately coming up with a lot to do with, with breathing. Um, you know, I wonder, I just wonder how much of this also has to do with the, the firing up of the, the parasympathetic nervous system and what that does for us as a human, and, you know, our, our expression and, and our ability to, to live in a state of flow and create whilst in that state that is said to come as a result <laughs> of thinking about our breath and not the many different things that we may also be thinking about at that time. So, so what, what, for, for clarity, because I, mm. I, I us- it usually leaves my mind, but what's the definition of parasympathetic nervous system? Yeah, so, so the, there's two, the, well, there's three systems, but the, the two that most people speak about is the sympathetic and parasympathetic. Parasympathetic is the, the uh, fight or flight, the, um, the feed and breed System. Oh yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So we are rest. We're in a position of like we are not fighting for our life. We're not anxious. We're not uh, those and all of the hormonal and, and well, all the physiological systems that, that engage at that time in order for us to escape or fight are not said to be engaged at that time. It's logical to just think about the opposite of that. If those systems are engaged, I'm ready to fight. To, I'm ready to punch someone in the face. Whilst also. Uh, I want to sing a bit of uh, CeeLo Green. Uh, <laughs> the combo, yeah. the the juxtaposition of the two yeah. situations is like. Mm, I'm, I'm, I, now I can understand why this doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so the, 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 you know that focus on the breath is you know we we, we, can, we can maybe attribute some of that to that going on. So with that, I just you know we're going on a bit here, but I want to just finish with something uh, a bit practical as well, which is something I use in the studio. Uh, with a lot of people and it, it really is working towards this thought of the, this this focus on the breath and then uh, experiencing a sense of what I like to call flow in and outflow uh, and also acknowledging 
that what we're looking to do a lot of the time when we are singing uh, efficiently is uh, this, this synchronization of the control of the, the pitch making muscles and the, the breathing muscles at the same time or at whatever time they are researched to be engaged in conjunction with each other. We do not know the exact answer of that. When should my intercostals, when should my obliques engage against when I should bring my, my vocal fold to duct? I mean, give me a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we do know is, 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 is if we can experience, and I've seen it, I mean, every time I do this with people, you experience a different result, a, a more freeing result um, after doing this. And, and the, the, the situation is, step one, blowing out whilst gently thinking or pressing on the stomach. I like to go over the count of eight. And you sense that stomach just coming in gently. And then when we get there, we can hold for a second. That can change things up as well. But then just allowing the air to enter the body afterwards. And it's important to use that, that thinking, that terminology of allowing instead of sucking. It often disrupts some of the mechanism, some of the... Um, some of the, the breathing processes that we may have in place from just being a normal human being running around every day, that, that sucking, <laughs> we can disrupt that by just allowing. And go through that process two or three times, blowing out over eight. <sighs> step one. Step two, phonate through that. We're, we're starting to think, think about, can, can these muscles start to work in conjunction with the pitch-making muscles? Let's not complicate things by choosing crazy pitches. Let's just use some spoken voice. Ah, and can I create a non-constricted or restricted state there? Uh, uh, again, not not optimal so that that <laughs> flow of air is being is being uh, is, is being allowed through the folds in a in a consistent manner and then you can take it one step further on step three and keep going and i guarantee that three-step process will get you in a new state of breathing and a new state of sensation when you're singing your songs. Is it optimal for everything? Is it optimal for some intense <coughs> notes uh, in a rock pop song? Probably not. But um, it would definitely change, change something. And, uh, and, and, and I'm sure address a lot of this, the symptoms we do see in contemporary singing where we get mm. that initial engagement on the yeah. onset. Well, you, you know what as well? I mean, in, in terms of... Um, uh, muscle physiology and stuff yep. if if by um, working on new habits that essentially work to uh, relax muscles initially to give them a break to start to um, use them in a way but by, by way they can find their like optimal resting length because if they're always contracted they're just short and then they create problems in the system but I mm. think yeah if, if, if in the case of sorting out an issue um, in the body, if we are able to get to voicing strategies whereby certain muscles don't contract real hard and they can find an, an almost a relaxed state, then over time they can start to um, release that contraction, start to lengthen and find a good balance in the whole system. And in the end, for someone who does want to sing that rock song, 
Mm. Um, when a muscle is is in that more relaxed state and an, at an optimum length, its ability to contract quickly is improved anyway. If you want mm. a, if you want a big sound, and finer movements um, exactly are way more achievable. So, um, and in in very very challenging um, hyper functional sort of singing. Um, we actually really, really value the finer adjustments in muscles. Not that we adjust them consciously, but our conception does it for us. But if they're able to respond in, in a quick, efficient and fine-tuned way, but they have to be relaxed, you have to yes. go back and go, okay, I've got to chill them out for a bit. So I think it's yes. totally relevant, man, even though the person is a rock singer. Exactly. You know, and I would almost go as far to say, so in, in some ways, in deep down, we are looking at changing our state as a, as a human when we go to sing. And I know there's a, there's a lot to be said against that, which is, you know, we are one person and, and whatever we do, we're bringing everything with us into that moment of expression. But there's also the case of, you know, we are using our bodies oftentimes in, in our day to day in ways that are also really um, stressful. Yeah. And uh, and then our body adapts and is conditioned to work in that way and, and 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 so we really could say that we are we have to start our singing sessions our our singing our singing process with preparation with the right preparation to engage in that new activity and I really see that which is stepping out of that stressful um, a stressful state and into something that's going to allow us all these things we just spoke about. 100%. And you said creativity before, like, if, if, um, if the most fruitful singing is that of, of um, genuine emotional impetus, of um, uh, musical creation, and in mm. the moment you just do things that take you, that, that inspire you in that very second and you sing them that way. Mm. Um, yeah, with the anxious, judgmental state, it's very hard to create voice and then um, create... Uh, or be creative in the moment yeah. with all that and most people are like how do those people like riff so well how do they create all those like lovely melody changes in the minute and whatever takes them they just do it it's because in general zen is the basis um, not not anxiety uh, in which case yeah if someone's looking to zen themselves out then what you recommended initially without the voice bit initially is um, not all, not really a singing technique at that moment it's a uh, getting you in the creative space that's where all the, all the best final results of singing come from creativity not prescriptive it's creative yes. absolutely yeah man um well oh, well mate thank you no thank you like it thank you that's a wonderful way menu cup menu cup namaste namaste where's that from oh all the good stuff i always thought it namast <laughs> of course you did Yep. See about her, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Fokakiak. Is that what it is? The old bread. You know, the old bread. Oily yeah, stuff. Ki, 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 yeah, what is it? Kiabati. Don't know, mate. Namaste. Sorry. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Went off. As, as always, um, uh, we, yeah, we really enjoy your comments. If you have any questions, um, please... Uh, Drop them in the comments. We'll be happily on top of those uh, questions. And, you know, just uh, blow up the ego if you want to. Or if mm. you're really inclined, share the video um, yes. with people that you think might might find it useful. Maybe in, in your, your singing Facebook group or your, your um, 
uh, artist page or teaching page or whatever we'd, we'd we'd love to we'd love to spread the word and if there are any other forums or or, or uh or, t- or, t- or teaching groups you're involved in in, in, in Facebook in, in the Facebook um, it'd be really <laughs> great to if, if you do share it because what we love to see is, is conversation on these things yeah and uh, if you do share it and you kind of throw it and then just walk away and see what happens it's kind of what we like to do sometimes um, please let us know and point us towards the carnage that ensues after so we can know. contribute yes lovely be really interesting so lovely Thanks for your time. Um, busy one today, mate. Mate, it's over. See you in a bit. Good. Friday, isn't it? Yeah, of course. We're back again to the beers. Back to yeah. the beers. <laughs> I'm actually... We're just heading out in, uh, in nine minutes. We've got a bit of yoga class, so... you got to put on your spandex. Um, no. No, okay. Yeah, it's too hot for that, isn't it? You're in Arizona. No, why would I wear that anyway? Trembling in down dog. <laughs> in lycra. <laughs> 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 oh my god, my hamstrings! Don't bend your knees. It's like I can't. Oh. I got you. All right. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>